to Everyday Androvian, a podcast to help us walk closely with Jesus. I am joined in the office studio today, of course, by Jono. Hello, hello. Welcome, Jono. Good to be with you again. Good to be um, here for this musically initiated conversation. Oh, yes. It's the best way to initiate a conversation. <laughs> yep. Um, and we also have with us today, uh, Steph Howe. Hello, Steph. Good morning. How are you? Very well. And uh, today is actually uh, your last Sunday at church. It is my last Sunday at this church. Oh, yes. Just to clarify. I didn't want to be too absolute there. Um, that was a mistake. Yes. We have four sleeps left in Sydney before we're off on a new adventure oh, um, wow. further up north to the Sunshine Coast, where hopefully it's a little bit warmer than it is perhaps today. Yeah. I hope so. Very dreary today. I would want to, at this point, emoji a sad face, Mm -hmm. prayer hands, and sunshine. Mm. I think that would capture the... Yeah, very appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. And perhaps a beach wave. Beach wave. Beach wave is such a good emoji. The ocean wave. It's one of my favorite ones. Let's say we've looked at the pictures. We're moving into a house unseen. um, and, And on the website, if you trust it, you can see the ocean from our front door. Wow. So a beach wave is very. very Will you be swimming even in the in, in the winter? Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> right. Possibly. I pause. As part of the housewarming, you would need to take a, yeah. a dip. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I am very grateful. The local swimming pools here have opened in the last week, so I have been swimming, mm. um, which is a great passion of mine. Um, but yeah, very very chilly getting out of the water, mm. running to the change rooms to get changed. Um, but the ocean. Yes, we should. Mm. Yeah, I, I commit, think you should. I commit yeah. in this um, in this session that I will. So, yeah. just quickly, favorite stroke? Only freestyle. Okay. Only freestyle, freestyle exclusivist. Okay. Yes, yes, and I can still just beat my son. I oh. suspect another few months, and he will beat me, and then we will not swim as family <laughs> anymore. <laughs> mm. Well, four sleeps left. It's great that we've been able to get you in uh, before you're off. Uh, and we just love to hear a little about your life. So can you just tell us what's your kind of situation in life? Who, who are you? Yeah, yeah. It's I was I was percolating on on who am I am and and what is a normal day for me because it's really different um, over the last probably three months and not because of the the season we've gone through, but um, my role uh, was was impacted pre-corona. It was an organisational restructure, um, you know, kind of went into the office one day and completely blindsided by we're changing the way things are working. Um, Steph, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Um, So kind of went, oh... um, it's a bit um, uncomfortable because the week before my husband went through the same thing um, and you know he came home and said I'm not working anymore and I was like well you better pull your finger out you better hurry up and get another job because you know that's what we do Mm. Um, and then a week later I say same thing happened to me which was completely like wow um, this is big and then corona happened on top of that so we've had been through a period of three or four months where nothing is normal Um, Mm. and having the kids at home and having to homeschool. um, I've learned I am not a teacher in any way, (laughs) shape or form and there is a reason why we pay for them to go to school. (laughs) That will not be the job you're looking for. (laughs) So not the job I am looking for, but it has taught me patience. It has taught me how to explain division to a Mm -hmm. six-year-old and, yeah, lots of other useful skills. Um, And... 
Yeah, so, so so normal isn't kind of what normally Stephanie Howe would be. Um, you know, normal Stephanie Howe has a career, has a great job, um, which I really enjoy. I work in the marketing field. Um, I do a lot of swimming, which I say as we, we were talking, you know, mm. haven't been able to do that. And that's my downtime and that's where I recharge is in the pool where it's just this methodical meditative up and down up and down up and down and no one can talk to you and no one can interrupt you and it's pure bliss um i do a lot of yoga i found some great online yoga Mm. courses if anyone wants any any suggestions i'm always more than happy to share that but that that's my time um i love to cook um and the way i guess i show love for my family is by feeding them um and they're always polite and say yeah this is great yeah Uh, have you done yoga jonathan no, I I have done a um a couple of sessions of Pilates though. Mm-hmm. I did that mm. as a um a schoolboy in senior athletics. They decided to get a um a Pilates coach in oh. um with mixed results. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of enthusiasm on the part of on the part of the boys. <laughs> I get yeah, it. I've, and, and I've dipped my toes into that kind of um, sphere of life. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the um, isolation kind of time might have been the moment to rekindle your love. <laughs> no, I haven't. Um, I haven't picked up any new hobbies um, <laughs> during the um, during the downtime imposed on us. Yeah, uh, Steph, you spoke mm. about how um, both your work and uh, leisure were significantly uh, disrupted, and I, I recall something you said in in the the interview we heard during church today about. God providing stability and that being the, the basis of your confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're, you're a Christian and we'd like to ask you about um, maybe a significant influence um, in you becoming a Christian. Yeah. Um, you know, this this young son of mine has a lot to answer for. You know, not only is he keeping me in the pool going so I can keep faster than him, um, but my son, um, Jack, is he's now 11. And when he was, you know, ready to go to primary school, we were at that, you know, we had him enrolled in the local school. And at the last minute, my husband came home from work and said, you know, there's lots of really great private schools in the area. Maybe we should go and look. And I was like, whatever, if you want to go and do that, that's fine. So, you know, Chris went and looked at the schools and he came back and he said, actually, we have to send my son to, you know, one of the, the schools here, mm. um, which we did. And it was just because it was a great school rather than any, you know, Christian or Anglican kind of reasoning. Um, and Jack would go to school and, and, you know, as I spoke about earlier, he'd come home and he'd ask questions or he'd even, I would say, be brave enough to raise the topic of God at the dinner table. And I was like, whoa, this is this is really surreal. Um, and it was God's way, I guess, of working on me was through my son. Mm. Um, and, you know, Jack not realizing that God wasn't something that we spoke about. You know, it was, it was almost a, a taboo topic. Mm. Um, may I, just on that, mm. Mag, why, why is that? Why, why do you think that was the case? It was just the unknown. It okay. was if we start to talk about God, then we have to explore it. And then we'll have to change and then we'll have to live life in a different way and we'll have to give up all of this show, showy stuff that yeah. has always defined it. So I think it was that fear of if we talk about it, we've got to explore it mm. and that's going to drive change and we don't want that because we're quite happy in our little world of naivety. Mm. Yeah. And if I could um, just press one little bit further, mm. you 
even without um, exploring God, you recognized or associated doing that with change. I'm mm. wondering where, where that came from, maybe. Yeah, almost because, I mean, I can look at it and answer it now as the, I, we would have to give up so much. I mean, our, I think our stereotypical view, our uneducated view of, of Christianity where they were the good the, the do-gooders right. you know they okay. were the people that would go to church every Sunday or you know and be preaching and you know they were and and you know I'll be really honest with you they were the boring people <laughs> who were so safe and so secure and always did the right thing and they never had wild parties and alcohol and you know all of that kind of stuff and we don't want to associate with that that that's that's dull that's boring mm. from a worldly view mm. being really really honest okay. um yeah and then jack stumbled into the the unspoken topic he did he did um and you know he asked really simple questions or would be bringing really simple concepts to literally to the table um and I didn't know the answer. Mm. And I didn't want to unencourage him because as a parent, you want your children to talk about maths and English. And if it happened to be Christianity, let's talk about that as well. But it was so superficial, mm. so superficial. Um, yeah. And then through the school, um, they would have weekly chapel services. Um, I had a young baby, so I wasn't working. And I'd go along again to integrate into the community mm. rather than to learn about God. And I remember, you know, it being presented in a way that was aimed at six-year-old children. But as an adult, it's like... Oh, I can understand what this is about. And I remember, um, you know, the, the story of Pharaoh and all of the, um, all of the, um, plagues. Thingies, thank you. Yeah, the plagues yeah. that he bought being reenacted in lollies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the water being turned red was, was a thing of jello being poured Oof. into a pot of water and, um, you know, Fredo Frogs being all of the, you know, the, the, the Egyptians mm -hmm. and um, marshmallows being, you know, things for... So it, it was just pitched so beautifully. Yeah, yeah. And even now... And deliciously. Know, yeah. And deliciously. <laughs> and all the boys were just wishing, you know, oh, I wish one of those marshmallows would fall off on the floor and it was gone in a flash. It was like this mass mob to it. Um, but again, that started to introduce the concepts um, mm. in a way that was easily, easily to understand and, and fun. Mm. And therefore we'd have a conversation around, hey, what happened today? You know, what, what was what was presented today? How did you learn today? Um, then on to the, um, they were in, I was invited to Christianity Explored, um, you know, a four-week course, four weeks. How hard can it be? What could possibly go wrong? Um, I'll do this because then I'll be able to, you know, talk to get Jack engage with with him um and that was really the turning point where mm. you know it was God had you know just started to open my heart mm. um to, to to hear so what was that experience like for you sort of not having answers as a mother mm. what what did that feel like and how did that play out as you yeah. found out more? It's uncomfortable at first because I say your children look up to you as a parent of being so wise and you know everything. Mm -hmm. um, little do they know that we, we don't know much and we're probably making up a lot of it <laughs> as we go. Um, but it, it, it invoked this curiosity 
mm. of you know well yeah who is this Jesus guy and how on earth did God give up his son like for people mm-hmm. um, you know why why did this happen how did all of this happen mm-hmm. um, and and so going you know starting at the course and just slowly being introduced to these concepts and some of it made sense and some of it really didn't and to be able to unpick and challenge and you know that's a that that just doesn't make sense um and you know i think the biggest thing that i struggled with and it's only very recently is is kind of started to resonate in my mind is you know somebody gave up their only son mm. for others and as a mother parent there is no way I would do that. I could do that. And I think I struggled with that. You know, does that mean I'm not a Christian? Because as a mother, I would not ever, mm-hmm. ever. I just don't think I could sacrifice my child for somebody else. And then you kind of have this concept of, you know, sacrificing one for everybody. Mm. Um, I still don't think I would do it. <laughs> Relax, Jack, you're safe. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just surreal. It's mm. just something that you cannot comprehend. Mm. Um and I'm the type of person who likes to accept things. You know, I'll jump in the deep end and then realize, oh, I don't know how to swim. I better learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was very much around my Christianity. Jump in. I mean, all right, now I've got to start to learn. Um, what does it mean? How do I change? How do I love the practical things that, you know, the Bible talks a lot of practical um, you know, things that you how to be a Christian, mm. um, you know, how to reframe and, and think like a Christian so mm. that you're, you know, benefiting God and, and living in a really different way. Um, so at the end of that mm. four-week course, the Christianity Explored, would you have then said, I'm a Christian at this point? Or when, when did that yeah, happen for you? probably not quite that soon. Mm. Um at the end of the course there where we would just we we spoke around what next you know the four weeks is done where do we go to from here what are the options and one of the options was go to a church um you know again my nature jump in and then figure can i swim so i went to a church and it didn't feel right don't know why i couldn't put my finger on it so um the next week kind of thought well i'll try a different church and you know walked here into st andrews um not knowing Anybody not realizing the connection that this church had to the school that we were going to, none of that was mm. there. Um, and I remember, you know, sitting in the in in you know quite you know towards the back and just like, oh, everyone's standing up, I have to stand up now. Everyone's sitting down, I have to sit down. You know, my goodness, people are singing. This is just really <laughs> naff. Um, but you know, as I said, now I love to sing and, and you know putting on christian radio stations or on my you know spotify downloading <laughs> christian christian songs um because oh. it is just powerful mm. um the fact that i can't sing so what ah. <laughs> <laughs> um but so it was probably it, it was probably another six months until i was baptized here um which again w- was such a, a a wonderful experience i in hindsight, don't believe I really appreciated at the time what that meant. Mm. Um, I'm thankful and glad that I, you know, that, that that I did, and God was was willing for me to do that then. But I 
don't think I really understood, and I probably still don't, the the, the true meaning of, of, of being baptised and, and really starting again. Um, but it was probably a six-month window between finishing the mm-hmm. course, exploring here, going to my first small group with... You know, being so brave to tell my husband, you know, not only have I done this four-week course in a topic that we don't talk about because it drives change, mm. um, you know, I've gone to a couple of Sundays, but now I'm also going to go to a small group, mm. um, which means I'm not here with you as the family. I'm going to invest in something different. Yeah, um, yeah. It was really tough. Not because mm. I thought Chris would ever say no, um, but just because it was something very, very different. Um, mm, so with mm. the um, the changes you imagined that might come about if you started thinking mm. or talking about the topic of God, is that what it was like? Were the changes different? They were fundamentally different mm. to, I think, what we expected it mm. would, would be. I think one of the hardest things um, was as I was changing – the world around me wasn't so much so my husband wasn't exposed or given the opportunity to to ask and explore um you know my immediate family weren't and you know again they kind of saw this well what's Steph doing you know doing thinking different things you know I gave up alcohol um probably four years ago and Mm. it was through God and becoming Christian that gave me the strength to do that. You know, I was the biggest party animal, the biggest drinker. We would have party on top of party just so that we could drink booze. Um, and all of a sudden it's like, no, hmm. I don't need to do that anymore. It was a huge change. And I say for, for, for my family, for my friends, kind of going, what the, <laughs> who are you? Um you know, are you pregnant? <laughs> After you know, a few months, I was like, no, that's not. Oh, well, you must be really boring now. It's like, well, no. And if I, if you think I'm boring, then so be it. Um, but you know, for people who didn't have you know that option of, of not being you know, engaged anymore, it was pretty challenging for for them as much as it was for me. But I had that strength and that power that God was giving me to say, there is more to life than you know, than booze. There is more to life than shopping and, you know, all these things that you used to really fulfill mm. weren't driving me anymore. So huge change. And I think the impact again was, was <clears throat> excuse me, was lost on, was lost on me around the impact I was having on the people immediately surrounding me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no more parties because it just wasn't relevant or they were sensible parties, so mm. to speak. Um, you know, no more days shopping um, and, you know, buying beautiful clothes and shoes because that would make me feel good and prouder. And um, so, so fundamental, <clears throat> excuse me, fundamental changes, but nothing that we would have ever been able to, to, to predict or, or foresee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I look at it and I kind of go, all of these changes are good changes. Um, Chris and I have had some challenging conversations around you're not the Stephanie that I knew. You're not the Stephanie that I married. Um, and it's true. Mm. And my counter you know, kind of argument was, yes, but all of the things that have changed are for the better. Mm. And you'd kind of, are they? Yes. Um, you know, so so it's, it's been really challenging um, to go through this journey, not on my own because I'm not on my own, but without my immediate loved mm. family and, and mm. you know, and that's one of the things we pray for is that 
you know, I can be this representation of Christianity and, you know, others can start to see and, and, and close that gap again. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So um, it's interesting how you highlighted that change takes place, but then there's kind of the the implications of change mm. that need to be worked through. Um, could you speak a little bit about the the role of St Andrews in in helping you negotiate your new identity as a Christian, and also what you what you like about being here and, and yeah. the congregation you attend the yeah. ten a.m. service? Yeah. I think St Andrews have again. If I reflect, there was a period of resentment in my family of me engaging with the church because if I was here at a St Andrew's event or so forth I wasn't with my family mm. um, to help overcome that I think there were there were two things that the church family has really done um, number one was allowing me to to speak that and be really open and honest um, you know in my small group or with some of the women's ministry around this is what I'm going through you know, I've got this challenge of I want to dive in and do more and more and more and becoming come to more events and so forth. But when I'm doing that, I'm causing you know, challenges at home because I'm not at home. Um, just being able to vocalize that and have them say, that's okay. God doesn't need you to come to 28 events. He's happy if you come to one event but spend the other time with your family mm. but thinking and loving him because God wants you to love your family and to almost be given permission that it's not what you do and how many events you go to and how much you do for the church family. It's where your heart is was 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 very comforting because then I kind of could have that balance of, okay, I don't have to go to everything just to be a good Christian. I can pick um, I think the other thing that the church family really helped was integrating um, Chris and, and the boys into church life. Um, you know, through the you know, Christmas carol events or the Easter show and, um, you know, allowing is not the right word, but, you know, encouraging, you know, Chris, come along. And, you know, he did barbecue duties, which was something for him to do and be exposed to the people that I were exposed to mm. and to have conversations with them. Um, and again, to have the church family not jump on him because I think there was a big, big fear of if I go to one of these, they're going to try and convert me and make me become a Christian. But that didn't happen. People were just normal. Mm. You know, people would just chat to him about his day and, and, you know, his life and so forth. So I think that just allowing him to integrate in a way that was comfortable for him um, you know, to not be exclusive or clicky or judgmental of him because he, you know, isn't as much a Christian. Um, I don't know whether to call him a Christian or not. Um, and you know, yeah. So, so I think you know, say the church family has very much helped in two ways. You know, reminded me that it's not what I do that makes me a good Christian. Mm. It's it's where is my heart and and how am I making the right decisions and investing and loving and spending time with my family is just as valuable as you know doing things. But also looking for opportunities to integrate my wider family, mm-hmm. um, you know, inviting us to, to people's houses for dinner, which was always a little uncomfortable. Um, but once you're there and people are so gracious and kind, it's, it's great. Or, you know, events and bringing Chris along and knowing his name and, you know, keeping him busy um, has, has really helped those, those couple of things. Um, mm. 
Mm, it's um yeah there's a great reflections it's so sad that you're um you're, you're heading off I know. um but I know. hopefully you you find um a community up where you're headed as well yeah um, yeah we're, we're laughing at, at chris and i at the moment because even though we're not in you know queensland where we're going to live and up until you know five days ago we didn't even know where we were going to live <laughs> but already the uh, sunshine coast anglican community almost know we're coming um we've had through you know through and again through, how has the church family helped you know they've actually pre you know off, off their own bat made calls to people that they know in the area mm-hmm. that are christians and said hey steph and chris are coming could you reach out could you help them could you provide them with churches so you know before we're even there it feels like we've got this community of friends um who want to help us you know people who who are christians you know that we've never even met have already invited us you know you must come over for you know lunch one day or if you need us to help you look for a rental property we can go and check it out for you oh, um swimming partners swimming partners <laughs> yeah but not, but not too quick yeah. um so so yeah i am so confident that God is going before us. He's clearing the way. It'll be a bumpy road, I'm sure, and it won't always be what we want. Um, but He's there for us, and He's making it easier. And He will help us to integrate. Mm. Um, and I say, before we even have arrived, it feels like where people are expecting and welcoming for us mm-hmm. already. Well, Steph, we have really um, just loved having you as part of the church family. Yeah. Thank you for all that you've done. Um, thank you so much for just your openness in um, sharing your story um, and your life with us as well. Uh, we'll miss you guys, um, but we will be praying for you. And I'm sure God's got lots of stuff for you to do um, up there. Yes, yes. And may the sun shine. And when I do that first ocean swim, I will let you know. <laughs> This podcast was musically accompanied by Neil Rose.